listener production. Hi, and welcome back to Broadsheet Melbourne Around Town. I'm Publications Director Nick Connellan and the co-host of this guide to Melbourne. Today, we're taking a look back at all the great cafes and bars that opened across Melbourne in 2023. With me in the studio today, I have Broadsheet's National Editor, Michael Harry. G'day, Nick. Hello. And Broadsheet's Food and Drink Editor, Audrey Payne. Hi. So, guys, we had a bit of an Asian theme to Mm -hmm. this year's cafes, which is really exciting to see. It feels like a bit of an evolution. Um, Let's start with Chiaki in Collingwood, where mm. you, you took your mum for lunch, didn't you? Yeah, I took my mum. It's the old uh, Congress, so beautiful space under a, like a lovely apartment block um, opposite the Peel, if you know where that is. Uh, and yeah, they have these lovely bowls, like rice bowls with broth and like little lunch sets. Everything feels very clean and, and delicious and kind of um, relaxing in there. And Japanese, correct? It's Japanese. They specialize in... Oshizuke, which is kind of a rice dish that is covered with a Japanese broth and it's unreal. They have it at dinner as well. It's, if you go there for the first time, you have to order it, I think. It's a must order. Yeah. And beautiful teas and drinks mm-hmm. and it's just a lovely space. And who's behind this one? So it's Mozau from Gaia, Alicia Feng, who has Kaleh. The coffees she brings in to Chiaki are kind of unreal. She's also really great with teas and she'll come talk to you and walk you through them. And then Kintara Okada, who has Leonie Upstairs, 279, a bunch of other venues around Melbourne. So it's really like three power players. What a great team. Mm-hmm. And then another Japanese cafe that's opened is Ima Asayoru in Brunswick, which was basically the resurrection of the original Ima project in Carlton. And they're kind of doing a similar thing, right? It's Japanese food for kind of breakfast rolling into dinner. Mm -hmm. So they also have the breakfast plate that was really popular from the old location. They've brought in this Japanese rice porridge, um, which I actually ordered when I got there, and it's so comforting and like a bit more soupy than a congee, but just like perfect for like a rainy morning and great Mm. space as well. Yeah, I had a a dry ramen, which if it, that doesn't sound appealing. That doesn't mean it's actually dry. It's just like not soupy and in this sort of um, beautiful mints and the, the ramen noodles, really satisfying for breakfast mm-hmm. or any time of the day, really. Yeah, but the space there as well, is it's a huge step up from their old space um, in the Nightingale apartment project in Brunswick. And one of the best marches in the city, I'm going to call it. Call it. And is are they in beautiful little cups with cats all over them? I'm in the best cups ever. It's (laughs) It's a bespoke, like beautiful little mugs, Mm -hmm. like with heaps of personality. With no handle and just, you just want to hug it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, James and Arco run the place. James is the chef and Arco is the sort of front of house. And fun fact, I once spent a New Year's Eve with them in Tokyo about 10 years ago. That was a very fun fact. <laughs> I can ask you more about that off mic. And so from Brunswick, we then go to West Melbourne where we've got another Japanese cafe, which was Kare Curry. Which is Japanese curry. Um, and there's a few different varieties there. And I just, I love places that double down and say, this is what we're doing and we're doing it really, really well. And that's one of those examples. Yeah. And it's not just chicken katsu like you might expect. I think they've got a few things on the, the menu. Sausage like one. There's a sausage Yeah, sausage and a slow braised beef, which just sounds awesome. Another Asian cafe that's open this year is Ondo in the CBD, which is an offshoot of um, another one that was already there in Armadale, wasn't it, Audrey? Yeah. So this is a Korean cafe and they have, again, beautiful lunch sets. Like I think a theme here is that a lot of these cafes have 
one kind of staple meal and then they come with like a soup on the side and like beautiful little, and this in the case of Ondo, like pickled vegetables. And um, they also have these Korean drinks that are very hard to find um, outside of Korea in general. They have um, like a mugwort latte, which is kind of similar to matcha, but a bit darker, a bit heartier. They also have this like cinnamon tea and just really Really cool drinks. And then there was also Rosalind Thai Cafe to go back to West Melbourne. Mm-hmm. That one's kind of close to my own heart as a lover of Thai food. Mm. It's opposite Witches in Britches, if you know where that is. Classic. <laughs> Witches in Britches. Joint. Not that I've ever been there. But yeah, I, I went to uh, <laughs> Rosalind though. And it's, yeah, lovely. The people were the main thing that I that stood out for me. Just like this lovely crew um, that make you feel so welcome. And lovely Thai breakfast dishes, but that can be, you know, curries and there's almost like a banh mi style roll there as well. Um, with I saw that on the menu and thought about you actually. Of course, that's what I ordered. <laughs> <laughs> I went last weekend and my friend, I had order MV. Um, she got this fried chicken over rice and it came with this um, bowl of green curry on the side that you kind of pour over and she let me try some. It was so good. And then I got this Thai tea latte just because I've mm. never seen that before and had to get it. Um, and it was just like literally what it sounds like. It was like a Thai iced tea, but hot and orange and beautiful. And then they also have really great um, this like roti pancake that's stuffed with mushrooms and you get a satay sauce on the side. Yeah. Yeah, And they're not messing around with that satay sauce. Like Mm -mm. it's like you get a whole bowl of it and Mm -hmm. it's amazing. Nothing worse than when you get a nice plate of broti and and there's got the tiny little (laughs) thing of, yeah, you need a lot of peanut sauce, (laughs) don't you? So from all those great Asian cafes, let's talk about some of the, the more kind of traditional or kind of recognizable ones. Michael, I think it might be time for you to talk about the chicken sandwich. At Juniper? Yes. Ah, uh, yes. I mean, I'm, I'm really going to get typecast as a chicken sandwich, like, obsessive, but it's true. But, but, uh, they, but, and they, but you are. They do serve <laughs> other things at Juniper as well, but it's it's the new South Melbourne Cafe from the crew behind Florian, which we love in Carlton North. And it's a cute as a button little space, um, lots of wood and kind of warm vibes, um, lovely big window at the front, and then kind of a, an overflowing glass case of just delicious things that you want to eat. Um, there's also a congee there. Mm-hmm. And there's this famous chicken sandwich, which is, it's almost like a roll, like a bacaccia sort of bread. And it's just stuffed with this beautiful chicken mix and homemade mayo and chicken skin. And yeah, it's pretty damn good. And another cafe that we've seen open from an established operator is Willem in McKinnon. Audrey, I think you know all about that one. So Willem is in a former milk bar and it has this Twix inspired sign that I think Michael is we love the sign. With. I kind of want to get the photo printed and put on my wall. Um, it's more of a classic Melbourne cafe than some of the other ones on this list. You know, you have the staples. They also have loaded toast, toast, like open food. sandwich, yeah, kind of thing. open sandwich kind of situation. And they have a cute little outdoor area you can walk by with your dogs, get a coffee from the takeaway window, and just classic stuff. Mm. Yeah, and that's by Julian Moosey, isn't it? Yes. Who's who's been behind so many cafes? I think I I once counted them up. That was literally about fifteen. I think like <laughs> I ben, think it's probably and a lot more now. Clubhouse Melbourne and um, all of Juliet, them. those coffee shops, yeah. yeah. Um, and another couple of pretty traditional in some ways and traditional in not others is um, Core Roasters in Brunswick East, which is a a project from um, Michael Allen, who was the operations manager at Small Batch Roasting for many many years and has now gone out on his own. 
and his partner's doing some really interesting sweets, isn't she, Audrey? I have that Kaya Toast photo imprinted in my brain <laughs> just with this beautiful squiggle. And I, they also have Kaya Toast lattes. Um, Ooh, so the toast and you can get it in drink form. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and um, really cool espresso machines that were developed by a Silicon Valley startup, right? Yeah, that was one thing that really excited me when I went in there. You're so used to seeing those big La Marzocco machines mm-hmm. everywhere or... Um, Sineso or Slayer or some other kind of big well-known brand and they have these tiny little boxy things that are like computer controlled and yeah developed in Silicon Valley and it can apparently imitate any other machine on the market and do a pretty good job of it and the espressos were delicious. Mm -hmm. Chat GPT of the coffee world. It is the (laughs) chat GPT of the coffee world exactly. Kind of not far from there on Sydney Road we have Disciple Roasters which is by Marwin Shaw the man who set up Monk Body Dharma and Admiral Cheng Ho and Bayano the Rebel all of which is now sold to focus on this and what's really interesting about this one is black coffee only no milk in the house. How does that make you both feel? A little uneasy. (laughs) Oh, I loved it. I felt like the coolest kid ever when I went there. I was just like, yeah, we're hardcore about coffee. (laughs) So does the milk just get in the way of things? Milk doesn't exist at Disciple. (laughs) (laughs) But nut milk? No, nothing. 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 Okay, right. The thing is, it kind of fits in that area because there are so many places nearby. Wide, Wide Open Road is kind of just there and is one of Brunswick's best established cafes. Um, Market Lane has opened just near there. So there's lots of places to go if you want milky coffee. I think I kind of love the purity of this. It's almost like curry curry where it's like, no, this is what we do and we're doubling down on it. Mm. And they serve them in interesting glasses. Like I got one served in almost a goblet um, so that you can smell it. It's kind of like they're treating coffee like wine in many ways. Yeah, and Marwin, I, he makes those himself, doesn't he? The, a he does, the, yeah. The he ceramics. makes a lot of the ceramics himself, yeah. And he also has a, a chai business, so man of many talents and traits. He is, and he builds all the shops himself, so he's a real kind of does it all himself. So the last cafe on our list is Sunhands. You stopped in there, Michael. Um, it's on... Elgin Street. Yes, I was on a little bit of a cafe crawl from Bar Bellamy to Sunhands to Apollo Inn which is a real spectrum. Um, but yeah, Sunhands is awesome. It's um, from the crew behind Heart Attack and Vine, which is one of the greatest spots on Ligon Street um, in that kind of um, reading Nova Cinema precinct. And this is just around the corner and its main reason for being or focus is the Plowman's Plate, which is this overflowing delicious plate of snacks, pickles, meats, breads, and just like what a way to eat and what a great thing to have for lunch or breakfast. Great to pick up. Or dinner. Yeah, the ultimate picker. And um, actually, it's this, that space that they're in now is the um, EMA Project original space. So, you know, everything goes around and comes around in Melbourne. Talking about uh, stopping in at Bar Bellamy, that's a great new bar as well from a couple who's kind of very experienced in hospitality in Melbourne. Yes, moving into the bars portion of the chat, Bar Bellamy is awesome. It's like a little pint-sized, warm, friendly little uh, number from a lovely young couple and there's gorgeous kind of snacks on the menu, beautiful wines um, and you can have... I actually went there for a Sunday lunch, which was awesome, like a set menu um, with this really kind of nourishing series of dishes and they also have a savoury cannoli, which I love. Love that. Not enough savoury cannolis. It's piped with um, parfait, like pate. Yeah, instead of, you know, like a sweet cream. 
I think Melbourne's not going to be happy until we have a cafe and a wine bar on every single block. <laughs> it's just like the appetite's endless, especially yes. when they're as good as Bellamy. Exactly. And then you're also on that very same night on your way to the Apollo Inn. Yes. And, yeah, Andrew McConnell's new place just next to Gimlet. Got to be the powerhouse player of the year, the Glamazon, the kind of must visit in Melbourne now. Um, it's part of Gimlet, uh, it's sort of a few doors down from that. And it's just the most kind of baller space. Like you feel like you could be in New York or something. It's again, a very celebra- celebratory sort of special occasion kind of place, or like a great like date place, maybe like a fourth date place. Um, and it's martinis galore. And beautiful snacks. I've never been a big cocktail drinker, but I, gotta, I went there with you. I, I got to say though, like that <laughs> that Gibson there is. I, I don't want to drink anything else. I do not want a beer or a wine when I go there. All I want is that ice cold Gibson. That literally, I had one that had like an actual little patina of ice on the top, Ooh. like a pond that freezes in a frozen in pond. Winter it yeah. was amazing. <laughs> um, and they have a sandwich there now. They've, they've kind of shaken up the menu a bit. That's just beautiful. Obviously, Andrew McConnell approved snacks, but there's like a a new take on a club sandwich, whoa, which is like discs of white bread and prawns and super crispy bacon, iceberg lettuce, mayo. Amazing. Mm. Get it. (laughs) (laughs) I will. So uh, let's keep talking about more wine bars um, and particularly from experienced operators. We had Commie in Collingwood, which everyone's been buzzing about as well. Bit of an office fave, that one, I think. Yeah. It's uh, down the road on Johnson Street. Great little space from the old manager uh, from Gerald's Bar, who really knows his stuff. And again, a haven for beautiful drinks and flashy kind of martinis and lovely snacks. And the staff meal, which is uh, every night they add to the menu whatever the staff are eating. And, oh, you can eat it. Yeah, yeah and the, the customers can share that too, which is a really cool little concept. I've also been told that when they make the paper plane cocktail, they also make a literal paper plane and throw it across the bar. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. It's um, yeah, you just feel like it's going to be like a real mainstay. Mm-hmm. Another great neighborhood wine bar that's open this year is Gemini in Coburg. That's not even my neighborhood, but it just felt like the neighborhood was buzzing. Everyone was like, when's Gemini opening? Blah, blah, when's they had these little cutouts on the um, front of the bar while they were renovating. And I was talking to Tresna, one of the owners, and she said that people would just kind of peek in all the time and they ended up doing all these impromptu um, tours with people walking by. So, yeah, it feels like the neighborhood was really calling out for something like Gemini to open. So it's a wine bar. They do coffees in the morning, but it's really somewhere you want to go after work on like a sunny day and just sit and hang out. They've got seating on the footpath at the front now. And there's also a great little pantry section. So I went and bought a lot of Christmas presents, spent a bit more money than I wanted to, but um, it's great. And they have a chef's table in the back space, which they're going to be doing some like more pop-up and collab dinners within the new year. So really cool stuff happening there. Oh, it's a beautiful space yeah. with that very... Um, the huge kind of sculptural chandelier, light-fitting yeah, installation thing. Yeah, they look like thing. cogs or something. Yeah, swinging yeah. above the bar. And so that's on Sydney Road in Coburg, mm-hmm. not Brunswick. And not far from that, there's also Bar Tabala, which is a new Mexican bar slash restaurant that kind of flew under the radar. Um, I'm dying to get there just for the teal-coloured booths that I keep seeing photos of, but also the cocktails are super serious. Yeah, it's a really great bar. Um, I've been there and it's kind of in the vein of, you know, Hotel Jesus, Mamacita, any of these kind of great um, restaurants in Melbourne that really respect Mexican food. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like if you want to have really top tier tacos and like really solid drinks as well, that is a really good place to go. In a very unusual spot, kind mm-hmm. of on the corner of um, Melville Road and Bell Street, which is this weird 
kind of quite busy intersection, but it works. It's busy. It's great. And the cocktails are mostly focused on agave spirits. So they're importing a lot of stuff from Mexico. They have like mezcals that are hard to find. So I'm super excited about that part of it. Yeah. Another place that's doing great cocktails is Black Kite Commune, which is a new CBD spot from Gin Palace with incredible soaring ceilings. It's the old um, Napoli space, which was Con Christopolis of a few years ago, and they've kind of revamped it a bit. It's very dark and slinky and, and cool. There's a split level sort of mezzanine up, up above looking down at the, the punters below. And yeah, very serious about cocktails as well. Yeah. Just around the corner in Chinatown is one or two, and that's from um, a former Everly bartender. Now, we kind of declared that one of the drinks they have there was the drink of the winter. Which one was that again, Audrey? It was the tunnel, which is a blend of a martini and Negroni. They described it as a martini and Negroni love child. Two of the great drinks together Two at last. Two of the great drinks together. How could you not want to drink that? Yeah, it's a super serious cocktail den in Chinatown. I love the name because you want to stay for one or two and then maybe three or four. But um, they're just really serious about what they're doing. Great ice as well. They really know their ice. Pure, clean. Mm. That's what I noticed about the place. So that's a very serious cocktail bar. Let's talk about an Aussie classic, the pub. The pub. And not just any pub, the Sporting Club Hotel in Brunswick. The Sporting Club pub. I mean, this is a ripper. Um, It's actually right across the road from Sparkly Bear, a.k.a. Barclay Square, which many people in the area do their shopping at. It's where the coals and everything is. And I probably walked past this pub a million times. It used to be called the Charles Weston, um, but it's been just ever so slightly revamped by the guys behind Marquis of Lawn and that kind of prolific group. And they just know what they're doing when it comes to kind of restoring the best parts of that Australiana and the kind of corner pub, but kind of elevating it just that little bit. So it's got great food, beautiful chips. God, the best chips, like, like covered in chicken salt and there's like a pepper sauce gravy and you know just not messing around there's an awesome schnitzel there but it comes with this beautiful japanese slaw and house-made bulldog sauce so it kind of takes the classics and just twists and elevates ever so slightly and it's a total banger like great front bar totally packed from day one it's here to stay yeah the staff there are amazing aren't they Mm. You can also bring your dogs into the front bar, which for me was really exciting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everywhere should be allowed to do Yeah, that. I know. From there to High Note, which is uh, kind of, is it a music bar? Is it a wine bar? What is it? It's both. High Note is just in front of the Northgate Theatre. Um, there's kind of two rooms. So there's a more typical wine bar. You can just kind of sit and hang out. And then next door to that, there's a space that um, they're going to be having artists pop up, like musical artists pop up, DJs. Um, they want to use it as a space for album release parties and just like, I don't know, some of the coolest people I've ever seen in my life were drinking there. I felt a little bit like, Definitely. Ooh. And behind the bar as well. <laughs> yeah, behind the bar. I was like, can I, am I allowed to be here? But they were lovely, but it was just, that was all just me. Yeah. Lots of cool haircuts, cool tattoos, yes. very North Kit. Yes. <laughs> and then if you hop on uh, that tram, the mm-hmm. 86, and go all the way out to Reservoir, we get to Sardinas, which is a new spot across the road from La Pinta. Yes, and it's the same team, which is really exciting. So La Pinta is a great little Spanish-style bar, a bit of a chef's favourite. Um, they cure their own meats. They also have wine by the tap, so it's kind of fun. You can bring um, bottles and they will refill them for you. It's a beautiful light space. One of the co-owners is also a florist, so there's also you can go and buy some flowers, you can hang out, they have great sandwiches. If you 
want to go to La Pinta, but you have to wait. It's a great space to wait. If you're finished at La Pinta, you can wander across the road. You can kind of keep going back and forth all night. So it's the perfect companion. Uh, yeah, I think it's, we say sibling venue a lot, but it truly is a sibling venue. Love that. Thanks so much for coming in, guys. Thanks, Nick. Thank you. Thank you.